You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. So finally, the, the the biggest question in the entire universe that we've just been thinking about for years have, has finally been answered. What if Tim and Eric remade Meet Joe Black? Well, the answer is, of course, fried berry. We, we didn't know it was going to be this, but God damn it, it is. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, hi, uh, this is... Uh, Right with uh, Screener Squad, and uh, with me today to talk about Ryan Kruger's, I guess, first feature film based on a short that he did called Friedberry, uh, which is <laughs> Friedberry. Uh, but with me today, I have uh, Luane. Hey, how's it going? Oh, not good. Uh, and uh, TC. Well, now I know what it's like to do heroin. <laughs> so... And everything else, too. And everything else. And, uh, Okay, let's let's get this out of the way. So we we all signed up for this, I'm assuming, because we saw the trailer. We're like, eh, why not? It looks weird and crazy, and the aesthetic was interesting. It's it's that neo noir that we're getting now, where it's the hard darks and the bright colors. So yeah. s- stylistically, aesthetically speaking, from the trailer alone, I'm like, all right, all right. It 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 felt very Adam Wingard, like uh, yes, like okay, uh, this is gonna. It looks interesting. I have no idea when the holy hell is gonna go on. It just it feels like uh, that the trailer makes it seem like a horror movie mm-hmm. on ecstasy, and EDM music is playing the entire time. Like Jesus, this looks really visually intense. Well, it is, and it is insane. Friedberry is okay. I was actually trying to think about. It. I was like, well, how do I explain this? Okay. Fried Berry, Berry takes place in South Africa, where Ryan Kruger is from. He's a kind of a prolific uh, short film uh, filmmaker and music video uh, director. Um, and this is he finally got a chance to make his uh, first feature. And it takes place in South Africa, where it's about it, it opens right out of the gates with this lanky guy. Uh, I don't know how else to describe him, but basically, if heroin was personified. <laughs> I think I used the term lanky, junky motherfucker <laughs> yes, as the description. <laughs> yeah, that is the, the most appropriate description of any character in history. Because uh, if you can't picture who that is, well, you got Fried Bri- uh, Barry. So he is uh, just kind of a shithead guy. He's uh, shooting up heroin at the very beginning of the movie. He goes back home, I guess, mm-hmm. to see his wife, I guess. And he has a kid there. And he's just an awful person. He goes to the bar, and then he goes home. Uh, 
Or wait, he finally like doesn't he shoot up again with another yes. friend from a bar? Okay, more drugs. Now the reason more why drugs. we're explaining this this doesn't really ruin anything because then something happens. He is abducted by aliens, and the movie it doesn't explicitly state what happens to him, but. As an audience member, at least what I got is that an alien then inhabited his body yes. and was trying to understand what the world is through the eyes of Barry. Mm -hmm. And his world is very fucked up. Uh, again, very much like Meet Joe Black. So, um, yeah, and then just insanity ensues. Like, there's so many, there's like vignettes that happen, and it's very, it def definitely feels like a short film idea. Mm -hmm. And you see this guy going through, you know, drug-filled, crazy dance sequences, and he ends up saving kids from a pedophile, and there's just so many different things that happen, and also, the movie is gross. But, uh, what did you guys think? TC, <laughs> what were your thoughts? Because I'm pretty sure you said before we even um, watched this, you're like, this is probably the best movie you've ever seen. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Look, yeah, even better than the the uh, Sesame oh, Street one yeah, we watched don't, yesterday. Don't waste your time on Street Gang, how we got to Sesame Street. You need to... No, listen, I've made movies. I've made dozens of short films, music videos. I've made episodic series. I've made features. I know the amount of work that goes into something like this. Completing a feature film is an accomplishment unto itself, and finding a distributor is a lottery ticket many don't get, and finding an audience once all that is done is huge. I don't know if this is going to find an audience. It, it might, because this is a metal music video stretched over 100 minutes. I didn't know it was a short film before this. That totally makes sense, because yeah. this is just the ideas of a short film or a music video stretched mm -hmm. out it is just one what why after another and if that's like I, I started this interview or interview i started this review by saying well now i know what it's like to take heroin and other drugs because that's what this feels like it is just not nonsense it's just one what weird gross thing after another and i kept waiting for it to come to some sort of head because there were vignettes and scenes that I thought, well, that could have been cut from the movie because it serves zero purpose. Maybe this will culminate in something, and it barely does. No, I that was actually the thing I thought when I was watching this, was this is like the longest FX or director's reel I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Because that's a lot of what this felt like. It's, let's try this setup. How about if we do this thing? This is the kind of thing I can do. Uh, there's some, there's some, uh, some like brutal special effects in this that clearly are practical. And I remember thinking, okay, that's impressive. And yes. that's when I first realized, okay, this is what this feels like. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you've mentioned it before that short film, you know, to feature, there's sometimes this weird transition. I'm not knocking it. First script, I, the first feature script I ever got any money for was based on a short I did. So, I mean, great whatever works but i just kept watching this and it is vignettes of these things and it's pretty much barry gets high barry has sex or at least is propositioned barry gets high and, and it just kind of keeps going along and the, and there kind of is a story to it ish 
that actually has an ending, but there's just all these spaces in between where, okay. It, I, I mentioned before, it felt like a festival film. Like, this thing's probably, its its best audience is going to be a bunch of people that are about two or three movies into watching a series of movies at a festival. They've had a couple of beers. They've had, you know, they're hanging out with their buddies. Then it's time to throw this movie on, right? You know, blow their minds. Because it looks good. You're not wrong that stylistically. It was oddly engaging. Like, I couldn't really, like, look away, even though I wanted to at some point. Mm -hmm. Because it was just... Sometimes, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Like, visually, it looks pretty damn good for the most part. And... They do have a lot of practical effects uh, that they don't go, I would say, too, too overboard mm-hmm. where you see that they don't have any money because it's a very low-budget film. But they do, like with what they have, they do a lot, and it actually is pretty effective still. But I, I don't know. like it, it is this weird lightning in a bottle where you would think that the main actor, I think he's okay. I can't tell because... He's so strange of a person. I can't, I don't know if this is actually how he is <laughs> or, or uh, he's just a giving a tour de force performance or something. I, I will give credit because he's in the entire thing, which also yeah, lends yeah. to the music video vibe. He gets to play more than one character in this. Kind of in a way, he plays three different characters. We got pre-abduction, post-abduction, and then there's another little fun thing he gets to do. Which is part of the story that culminates, mm-hmm. though there's all these vignettes you could cut out and probably make a 10-minute movie out of this, which I would wager is what the short was. He does an interesting job. He's not an actor by any means. His IMDb page is this. And yeah. if yeah. this is the only thing he's ever done, if this was a guy that was plucked by Kruger, good pick because he looks, he has an iconic look as far as horror franchisey looking things go. You know what? It, it also reminds me of, um, like, like, the tone. I guess this is what, maybe we should say this. Like, it def, Tim and Eric is, like, Citizen King compared to this kind of stuff. But it definitely feels a lot more like the Greasy Strangler or um, or the An Evening with Beverly uh, Lumpkin or whatever the, the title is. That, that director, mm-hmm. it feels very much like this. But here's what is different, is that the at least that they're like those movies have, I would say pretty funny actors in it. And this is just because by accident, there's anything kind of funny at all. (laughs) And I will, I I must admit there were a few times I I did kind of like chuckle a little bit because it is so ridiculous. It is bonkers. Yeah. There are three sections in particular that I, was like oh this is this could be the movie i wish this was the movie when he's in the asylum and escaping from that there's a great effect where he the guy he's escaping with is tossed a rifle and when the camera swings around he's holding a baton and then it comes back and he's holding the rifle so oh that's a cool visual cue of the delusion there the uh freeing the kids you mentioned the freeing from the pedophiles uh the freeing the kids from the pedophile section has okay, that's interesting, this junkie who's possessed by an alien saving some kids. And there is a foreshadowing of that off the television or radio earlier in the movie. That's right, yeah. Now there are 18 kids. Now 18 kids are missing. And the culmination of this with E.T., I guess it's heroin E.T., 
there's that as well. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, the, the, the effect is very similar, yeah. The all of this combined feels broken. And I don't know if that's deliberate or if it's just the way it is. And it lends to that music video vibe that I've sensed from the get-go. So knowing that Kruger is a music video director doesn't surprise me now that I've heard that. But it's just so specifically for an audience that I'm not. And I, I Again, as I said, I know what it takes to make, the, make a movie. I know what it takes to get to this point. So I'm hats off to that. Hats off to yeah. them for getting here. But this is not even main close to mainstream as far as a horror movie audience is going to go. You want Evil Dead, you're not going to get Evil Dead. You want uh, Nicholas Wendon Refn stuff, that's not this either. It has a look that that fits the vibe of a lot of modern horror, thriller, oddity stuff, but it's just a mess of a movie narratively for me. And I, I suppose I don't need to qualify for me because I'm the one talking right now. <laughs> okay, well let, let's go let's go into the final thoughts then. Wayne, uh, what are your final thoughts for Fried Berry, a Ryan Kruger thing, by the way? <laughs> That's exactly perfect. I I want to see what Kruger can do that maybe like with someone else's script. Yeah. Where where the burden is not on on him for the for the raw storytelling, but for the presentation of the script and, and doing something because I'm, I'd like to know what is intentional and what is just, I don't know. We'll do a thing, you know, about this. This movie is hard to critique in a, in a, in a certain sense, because maybe all of this is absolutely intentional and it's there for a reason. And it's not just, I need to get to 90 minutes or, or whatever it is. <laughs> um, and uh, so he and his visual eye is great and his ability to compose shots and, and the rhythm of how the scenes work and, all, you know, all the technical stuff. It it looks good. It sounds good. You know, all the usual stuff I say. I just want to know what this guy can do with maybe a story that's not his or mm-hmm. or with a um, with a producer sitting over his shoulder going, hey, you need to do this a little differently or maybe we ease up on this thing a little bit or. Maybe we don't have to have the fourteenth person proposition bury in twenty minutes, you know. Whatever. I, I was he releasing a pheromone? Why did everyone want to have sex I, I with this guy? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's I what it was. I don't get it. But but like I just I think there's a lot there's a lot good here, and, and so I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on this film. But there are, there are things that I want to see if this is just how his movies are all going to be, or or if there's something else. So. Um, you know, we'll wait and see what happens with it. Uh, this movie, which is what we're supposed to be talking about and not his future projects that we don't know anything about. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this is, is because it's technically got a lot of really great things going on. Uh, three out of five awkward meetings between the mothers of your children. <laughs> Spoiler. No, uh, is it really? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, TC, what are your final thoughts? My final thoughts. <clears throat> There's no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going. 
There's no knowing where we're rowing or which way this river's flowing. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane a-blowing? Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the gnarly reaper mowing? Yes, the danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs of slowing. Ah! Three out of ten. Skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I will say, I don't know who this is for, but I bet people will dig it at more of a midnight movie kind of uh, vibe. I don't think this will end up getting even like a, a cult status kind of following, but. I would agree with you, Lemayne, is that I'm actually looking forward to what Ryan Kruger does next, but with someone else's script, because he does have, like we said, a pretty good visual eye. And it it's obvious to me, at least, I'm assuming to you guys, too, that he really does like these stories of super grimy and super surreal and really weird. Get it? I, I'm down for that every now and then. And it's not like I didn't have a interesting time with this movie uh i just don't know it, i i didn't really enjoy myself uh i that it's just that's the thing it's just a very odd movie that i was completely engaged but at the same time i didn't want to be which i don't get that too often with a movie it's it was really testing me at a place where it was just like you you don't want to watch this do you it's like yeah i don't it's like but you want to watch this don't you i'm like oh fuck uh because I just wanted to see what the hell would happen in the end. Anyway, um, I'm think I'm gonna give this uh, six out of ten. Um, just the most ridiculous, nervous facial ticks I've ever seen in any movie. What's if you could? Okay, for subscribers, watch this video real quick. Let's all do an impression of fr fried berry real quick and like EDM like. For the listeners at home, we're doing a fantastic impression <laughs> of fried they're, berry. They're perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Just perfect. 